Essentials podcast gives older bears a place to gather for real talk regarding topics and issues that they can relate to. Here at The Bear Essentials, we aren't just having conversations. We are looking to provide actionable intelligence through real-life experience and expertise of our guests. Our mission is to build a strong community that elevates and motivates people to go beyond their limiting beliefs by helping them realize that getting older is not an excuse to hibernate on their goals, but a reason to work harder. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Charles Wallace. Today's guest is the author of The Samurai and the Power of Seven. He has also founded his own clothing line, Spiritual Samurai. Top it off, he's a judge. His name is Robert Chu, and I'm so excited to bring you this interview. Trust me. His book, The Samurai and the Power of Seven, it definitely has influenced me, even to the point where it helped inspire me to complete my own book. So without further ado, let's jump into my interview with Robert Chu. But first, a word from our sponsor. Wolfinger Consulting, experts who have achieved real results for their clients, including complying efficiently and successfully with overwhelming discovery orders, passing difficult third-party security audits, and deploying bleeding-edge technology platforms to control and preserve corporate information. Let them show you what Wolfinger Consulting can do for you. Be sure to check out their webpage at wolfingerforensics.com. Robert, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. I'm doing great. It's such an honor to be here and speaking with you. I, I love everything that you do. I love your podcast. I love everything you represent. So again, it's such an honor for me to be here speaking with you today. Well, that that truly humbles me. I am I am humbled by you and I love what you're doing as far as, and we'll get into it. I don't want to give it all away, but your book, some of the things you do personally, and obviously I told you before we started, bad coordination on my part, I wore my spiritual samurai shirt yesterday. <laughs> Should have had it for today. Uh, anyway, though, with that, I'll let you, uh, let's give a brief introduction of yourself to the audience. Like, tell a little bit about yourself, Will. Sure. My name is Robert Chu. Um, I'm a husband. I'm a father of five. I'm a Superior Court judge for the state of California. I am an author. I wrote a book um, last year called The Samurai and the Power of Seven. I own a Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, gym with two amazing partners. And just recently, a few months ago, I started my clothing brand called Spiritual Samurai Apparel. Well, I'll give you two shout outs right away. First shout out. The book, How I Met Robert, this book, trust me, people, read it. It's amazing. You'll love it. I mean, I, I'm into the Samurai, Bushido Code, Honor, all that stuff. You will not regret this book. Second shout out, my bad for not having it on, but great quality. The apparel is fantastic. The message, all of it. So we'll get that out of the way. I love what you're doing. And I was really excited to talk to you today. Um, before we get into the book, because I want to jump into that. Some of the things that you do are my passion. Uh, not as high a level as you, but I have trained, still train, jujitsu, um, Muay Thai, martial arts. Been doing that kind of stuff since I was young 
and before my teenage years, um, always been into that. So what, what drew you to uh, martial arts, Robert? You know, I was always on the smaller side physically. I'm five, three around. And when I was younger, I would always get bullied at school, in elementary school. So my parents enrolled me, first of all, into um, when I was very young, I think seven years old, they enrolled me into Hapkido, which is kind of like Japanese jujitsu with striking and grappling. I received my black belt in Japanese jujitsu at, I think I was 17 or 18 years old. And then when I was 22, um, I lived in Torrance. So I trained at the Gracie Academy in Torrance where I met Henry Gracie. Um, I, I believe I was actually his first private student because he had just turned, he had just turned 18 uh, just gotten his black belt, I believe. And he's the one that opened my eyes to the effectiveness of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So I trained with him for for some time. And then I continued training, um, ended up opening up my own gym a few years ago, and actually just got my black belt last year, which is after maybe 15 years of training, I finally got my black belt. So it's been a, a journey, but I love martial arts. I love Muay Thai. I love Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Any martial art, I, I really do love. Well, hey, we got another thing in common. I'm only five foot five, so we are definitely, yeah, giving a shout out here to all the, <laughs> all the vertically challenged individuals. Oh, I love it. Yeah, definitely. So, so um, but you know, similar for me, I think um, I wasn't always the biggest growing up either, and you know, we lived in a probably a tougher tougher area. And, you know, my parents were those types of parents that, you know, you had to learn how to defend yourself because they they didn't want you getting kicked around. So that was definitely a part of myself and my family, my upbringing, too. Um, I know when I was younger, I was always fascinated and I'm a little older than you, but I Saturdays, I would love sitting down to watch the the martial arts movies even though mm. they were dubbed and the lips would move and i could hear after the lips it didn't matter i wasn't focused on that i just love everything about that um as you were training was that type of stuff part of it too robert were you into that whole the whole culture of it and just the visions of that you know portraying yourself in that what you've seen did you enjoy that too Oh, I definitely did. And lucky for me, when I was 11 years old until I was 17 years old, I actually lived in Japan. Uh, my dad worked for um, a company that transferred him there for work. So during the most important years of my, my childhood, I lived there. And the thing that really stood out to me and, and fascinated me the most was obviously samurai culture. But the culture of respect in Japan is, is so... Um, it encompasses everything they do, right? It's it's all about doing your best in everything you do and being respectful to everybody around you. Um, so that really had an impact on my life as well, that type of culture. I can tell because reading your book, it it comes through. And, you know, obviously me, me being, you know, born and raised in America fully, I lived vicariously through a lot to do with those, those movies, even the old school, uh, David Carradine and Kung Fu as a mm. kid, I would actually sit and watch that. So I always had a fascination with that. 
and it continued into my adult life. Always, I feel like I've always been drawn to that type of culture and a lot of what they do. And I think to your point, the respect and had a lot to do with it because I do think it's lacking. Unfortunately, I think we could be better off with it. Um, so in the whole living in Japan, that culture, your martial arts experience, I wanted to, I've been thinking about this. I want to ask you this. How do you kind of tie that into that experience, just into your, your life outside of, I'll call the martial arts aspects and, and what you do as far as your family, your job, things like that. So one of the biggest things I learned from living in Japan, again, about the concept of respect is a lot of people think that in order to get respect, you have to demand it um, by, by fear or, or gaining it by fear. But what I really learned was the way you really gain respect is by giving respect. Um, I mean, you could gain respect by fear also, but, but once, um, once your power goes away, they don't respect you anymore because it was never uh, purely out of respect, it was out of fear. So I think, like I said, when you give respect to people, people end up respecting you back. And that's the, the one of the things that I learned growing up there. That's one of the concepts that um, growing up in my work, I've been always respectful to everybody I come in contact with. And that's, again, really had an impact on on my life in everything that I do. Yeah, that's actually really poignant. And, I, you know, I'm not sure what answer I expected from you, but that was actually very, very poignant. And I, I really, really enjoy that answer. Um, I can kind of tell, too, I see, obviously, I follow you now on social media and I enjoy your your clips, your videos. And the one other thing that strikes me with a lot of what you do is just the pure unbridled joy. I see you with, I guess, your kids or whatever kids at your martial arts or your jujitsu studio. And how important is it, Robert, for you to have joy in what you do? Because I, I can see it just in the videos. It seems like it's being portrayed out to everybody that just comes in contact with you. You know, that's such a great question. And I feel like when I was younger, I, I always had a goal and I would tell myself, once I reach that goal, I'm going to be able to be happy, right? So in, it was once I graduate high school, I could be happy. Or once I graduate college, I could be happy. Once I graduate law school, I could be happy. Once I become a lawyer, I could be happy. Once I uh, make a certain amount of money, I could be happy. And I'm whole life, I'm constantly climbing this hill, trying to get to the top of the hill. You know, once I become a judge, I'll be happy. And what I realized was when I got to the top of the hill, do you know what I saw, Charles? I saw more hills. You know, it, it doesn't end because we're constantly having new goals. We're constantly wanting more. And I realized that, you know, and one of the things I wrote in my book was we're always looking for the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that we forget to see all the gold that's sprinkled along the journey. And that really means a lot to me because instead of focusing on the goals, I realized that what was important was who I became trying to reach those goals. So instead of thinking about the top of the hill where there's more hills, I'm thinking about, you know, looking at the flowers while I'm climbing the hill, being proud of myself when I, when I'm climbing the hill, I fall down, but I get back up. Right. So I realized that in everything that I'm doing, I, I really need to be present in the moment. Um, 
And that's where the real joy is, is the little things that I'm accomplishing, not, not the final goal, because again, we can never reach that. And once we get there, and I know I've, I've reached, you know, a lot of physical financial success in my life, and that never really brought me fulfillment. What has brought me fulfillment recently was, again, taking the time to be present with my family, with people I care about, with my passions. Um, so I, I'm so happy you see the joy in the videos that I post because I really am feeling so much happiness. And one thing I want to say also is, you know, I love your slogan of, you know, you, you can't hibernate on your goals once you're older that's the time to work harder. And, and that meant so much to me because I feel like I just turned 44 last year. And this is the first time in my life where I've actually felt um, like fulfillment, happiness. Um, I feel the healthiest I've ever been. I, I mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And again, you, your slogan of we got to work harder now that we're older, it, it resonates with me so much because we're still young. This is the time, you know, we have our whole lives ahead of us. And that's why, again, it's such an honor for me to be be here in your podcast speaking with you. I, I love what you're doing. Um, and I see the joy that you're bringing in your podcast as well, talking to the people you're interviewing, um, being present speaking with them and I never see you use a script. You're kind of just freehanding it, like being in the moment. And again, I think that's so important to be present and, and to be happy in the little things that you're doing. Well, thank you. I, again, I'm humbled by that and I appreciate it. And I, uh, I, I'll say this to you. I think for me, at least when I get to speak to people like you, um, one thing I know, I'm not the brightest guy, I'm reasonably smart, but not the brightest guy. But the one thing I learned in life from my parents was sometimes it's just better to shut up and listen. <laughs> and I really have taken to that, right? Like I get to speak to people like you and others. And it's like, why would I want to be speaking over those people? Like I'm trying mm -hmm. to learn and bring knowledge and joy, inspiration, whatever we can to people that listen. And, you know, even in times where sometimes I have people on that it's it's difficult stories. Right, Robert, that we're talking mm. about and very like some of it can even be dark. But even in that, I look to say, you know what, sometimes in the darkness is where we find the brightest lights. And Ooh, I, love that. I really just I'm honored and blessed to have people like you willing to speak to me. Um, you start to touch on it some. And this might be a great time. Again, little plug here, please. People can't see it there. <laughs> this book. Um, and it's it isn't a long, it's it's a very type of book that you can read pretty quickly and get a lot out of. Take me through your process because I spoke to you a little while back. And again, I told you my whole infatuation with the Japanese culture, samurai, samurai, the Bushido code, all that. I've always had ideas about, and my heritage of being, you know, Scottish and the Wallace bloodline. I've always had that idea. I've been working on about a character who was going back to the lineage of William Wallace, um, had a story in mind, working on it, working on it. And I, and I told you this, I sent it to you. I worked, I read your book and it kind of hit me. I went, you know what? That's the part that's been missing. Mm. It should be, because obviously I'm not Japanese by 
birth in any way, as we can see. I look a lot different mm-hmm. than Robert, but um, <laughs> I just went, you know what? That's the missing piece. How do I incorporate that, right? So what what was your process like in writing this book um, as far as concept and going through it and just how you came about it and all of the wonderful knowledge that's in it? So it was an interesting process because when I was appointed to become a judge, I think it was in 2018. And again, it was a time where that was my one of my ultimate goals in life. And I thought that that moment would kind of, you know, fill the emptiness I felt inside my whole life by achieving that goal. And it really didn't. It, it, and I love my job. I love what I do. Um, it, it's my passion. But at that moment, when I achieved that goal, I felt really empty and I kind of um, was feeling a lot of insecurity in my life. And so I ended up, that led to kind of me um, kind of wanting to make changes in my life to see what was wrong. And a few years later, um, I had a friend that that uh, committed suicide. So I, I knew that I didn't want to go down that path. Um, so I started reading books and one of the books I read was, I think the first book was The Four Agreements, and that led to um, Robin Sharma's uh, A Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, and that led to The 5 a.m. Club. And so I decided to wake up at five in the morning every day and to work out. And when I did that, when I decided to do that, I, I wasn't even thinking of writing a book. Um, but my wife, who's an amazing author, was writing children's books at the time. And she kind of inspired me to, to think of writing too. So I would wake up in the morning and I would just start writing. And it just kind of flew out of me. I, the the storyline, um, the words, the things I was learning. Um, I just started writing every morning and, and that story came together within a few months time. Wow. It's, it's just, it's fun to hear you say it because, um, your book along with other books I read, and it was one of the things that your book also helped me with was in younger and reading books along the way about samurai Japanese culture. I think some of what I enjoyed so much and may not have been thinking about lately, right. It kind Mm. of brought it back to me. And this is going to, this may sound really strange to you, but one of the things in your book that really kind of brought some memories back to me as far as things that I always thought was so cool was about the Sakura and and cherry blossoms and like Mm. serenity. I'm real big on that. Right. So it was definitely stuff that started to kind of come back to me that I thought personally, I'm like, you know what? I think they're the things I've been missing lately. Like Mm. you mentioned my slogan, never hibernate on your goals. Right. And I kind of said, you know what? I think we have to do that, but I think I am missing that internal serenity and that, that inner peace that I used to always strive for that I'm missing. So I wanted to thank you for that because your book kind of brought a lot of what I had learned and read from the past back into focus. So your book to me was a way to really re 
focus on a lot of things that I kind of feel like I got away from some. So mm. it was really, really good with that. Um, let's talk a little bit about in the book, the way you, cause I want people to hear this. I want to know how, how about this? Let's talk about the kind of the code itself, right? The, the things you talk about in these chapters and each chapter being about a different, you know, important aspect of our life i'll say let's talk mm. about a couple of those as far as how you brought that out and the way because it almost seems like robert it seems almost to me like that's your ethos like this book to me seems like it's robert Chu's code of honor the way he lives so could we talk about that a little bit definitely of course we'll love that so, so oh go ahead I mean, no, I was going to ask, like, do you do you see them all as kind of equally important or do you kind of rank them or how did you figure it out to kind of like take it through the journey? So I see them all as equally important because, you know, again, in my life process, I, I was. Because I knew that, you know, physical success, you know, financial success doesn't really bring you fulfillment. I knew how important it was to be the need for us to take care of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So when I wrote the book, I knew that, you know, each one of those chapters dealt with either the physical, the mental, emotional, or spiritual. And again, I felt like each one of those is so important in our lives. A lot of people I think they focus on their physical health and they're working out in the gym every day, but mentally they might not be be you know happy with what they're doing or being fulfilled in life or some people are the opposite right they're 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 doing very well mentally but physically they're not taking care of their bodies so i feel like we have to in order to be the highest version of ourselves we really have to be taking care of all those aspects in our life and so i think each chapter to me was was really important um to have to make people focus on each of those aspects yeah. And I listen, being, and you know, a little bit about my story, but you know, just it was weird as I read your book, I wished I would have read it five years ago. So, so thanks for being late. It would have helped me more even back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, it was kind of like, I'm actually, I am, I joke, but I'm glad I read it when I did because it allowed me as I read it, it kind of took me through like, this is kind of my evolution almost and how mm. I evolved from, you know, where I was to where I am, you know? Mm. Mm. So, um, so from there, let's get into this. Cause I think that concept, again, this concept to me, your spiritual samurai, I absolutely can't tell you how much I love that. How did that come about? So, you know, a few years ago, like I said, I had a friend that passed away. Um, and that, my whole life, I've been looking for that one thing in my life to to really make me feel complete. And I ended up, after I, I became a judge, I ended up taking a trip to Peru. It was like a spiritual journey. I was trying to find myself. And I met a man named Eric. And he was a, a guy that was really full of love. And he said to me something that I would... I'm never going to forget. And he said to me that he said, Robert, you are a spiritual samurai who could help people defeat their demons through love. And in that trip, that journey of mine, I realized that the one thing that's I've been searching my whole life to complete me, it was 
me. It was already within me. And as a judge, it's kind of hard for me to talk a lot about, you know, things I'm passionate about, like mental health or, you know, suicide prevention, things like that, because, um, again, as a Superior Court judge, you know, I, I am considered a public figure. So I thought I was trying to find ways to kind of spread messages that I'm passionate about. And I thought, you know, a clothing brand uh, could do that. And so I created the clothing brand. And again, it's not the focus is not to make money. Like people always focus on passive income, but my focus is always on passive impact. I'm always thinking about how I could impact people. And, and even if it's just one person I can impact, then it's worth it. Right. So I felt like when I started my brand, my goal was just to have an impact on, on people's lives to spread kind of love, uh, spread mental health awareness. Um, and that was my goal. And it still is my goal is just to have an impact on, on even if it's just one person, then, then it's worth it to me. Well, you got one, you got me. I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, you, that, that's, you. you know, I, that's just goes without saying at this point, you, you got me. Um, and, you know, I wanted to share this with you too, like kind of in person here. Um, this whole spiritual samurai aspect, I really kind of am, I'm bought in, right? Because I know even with my small platform of this podcast, you know, the book I just put out, I kind of went in the direction of as a spiritual samurai, we're kind of all like soldiers in this army. Mm, mm. And my hope was that with my book, I was going to try to impact a little bit of a younger audience and try to give them some of the values of the Bushido code and that aspect with it. But you've definitely, this, this has impacted me a lot. And I wear, not just because it's a great shirt, I wear it proudly because I love what it's about. Um, I had the hoodie on a couple of weeks ago. I had to tell you this too. My wife and I were at like a, a vendor event in the outside and we were walking in and the women sitting there, like, they're like, Oh my God, we love your hoodie. And I kind of like, it, uh, Oh, the, the hoodie. So you're <laughs> it, 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 Robert, you're it's, and I can tell just by the way you speak about it. And I, you're, you're genuine, you're authentic. You are the real deal. And it's fantastic what you're, what you're doing. So, Thank you. Thank you. And I want to say too, you know, talking about, you know, impact and your podcast and your book. Um, when I was 18 years old and, and I've, I've spoken about this before, I, I, I got in a fight, I was arrested, I was brought to court and it was the lowest point of my life, you know, disappointing my parents. Um, and I remember walking into court at that lowest moment and the judge sitting there said to me that it's people who overcome obstacles in life who are able to use their experiences to have a positive impact on others. And it was that moment where I decided to change my life around. And after that, I, I became an attorney. Eventually I became a judge. I'm giving that same speech to people, but you know, when I wrote my book, one of my fears was, you know, no one's going to read it. No one's going to um, care about it. Um, people are going to laugh at me for, for writing this because, you know, I'm being vulnerable by, 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 you know, writing about what my thoughts and feelings and my beliefs were. 
but then it brought me back to my purpose, right? My purpose is again, it's it's not to to make tons of money, which there's nothing wrong with that. My purpose is to just have an impact on one person because just like that judge had an impact on me, one person, and I've spent my whole life trying to, you know, have impact on others. I felt like if my book could touch just one person, then again, it's worth it, you know? And if, and again, the insecurities came out, but I realized like if, if my book, um, if my book could help one person, then how could I not kind of put that into the world, right? If I knew I could help one person, I, I had to do it. Mm. And a lot of people, I think, have all these goals in their mind, but they're so hesitant to take action because they're afraid of, of the outcome, right? They're afraid to take action because they're afraid of people, people might think about them. And there is that famous quote, which is, you know, to get to the success that 1% of the people have, you have to do what 99% are not willing to do. Mm. And I think a lot of people think that that 99% is, you know, you know, being like Elon Musk, um, you know, inventing something or coming up with something brilliant, but it's not. The, the, the thing that the 99% are not willing to do, I believe, is sometimes is believing themselves and taking action. When you, I think, like, actions alleviate anxiety, right? We were always stressed about things, but I feel like you just got to take action and, and, and go for it. So I'm so proud of you. You told me about your book that you're writing, and, and I'm so interested in the topic. And I know that you're moving forward with that. So I'm really proud of that. And I can't wait to read it. And also your podcast. I, I think I was really nervous to come on the podcast because, again, my, my insecurities came on, you know. But my wife kept telling me, kept reminding me that just be authentic. And again, your goal isn't to, to your goal is just to, to impact one person. And, and if you could do that, how could you not be on the podcast? How could you not because of your own insecurities? So um, again, it's an honor to be here. And, and I'm really excited for all the things that are, are coming up for both of us. Well, I can tell you what, just that last couple of minutes of you speaking, you should have never been insecure about coming on a podcast, my friend, because you just oh. crushed it. So that was fantastic. And please tell your wife, I said, thank you for giving me <laughs> an extra push. It's greatly appreciated. Um, and I will, you know, I'm proud to say this to you also. Um, when you, my book actually did come out this week, whenever people are seeing this, so I'll send you a link. But what I wanted to tell you is, you know, Somewhat, if you do, again, it's geared more for younger kids, maybe, you know, teens, whatever. But I will say this to you, and I truly mean this, besides just parts of myself, my father, who I dedicated the book to, I think there's pieces of Robert in the character also. Um, and I am super proud that I was able to kind of complete it based on, you know, learning more about you know you and this book that you put out so oh, i can't i can't thank you thank you enough and it's been it's been a pleasure um we're gonna we're gonna keep 
spreading the message um, and people may get tired of seeing this old guy running around with spiritual samurai apparel. On, but <laughs> I want to keep posting pictures of it. Um, and you know what? Maybe, maybe they'll keep buying the apparel. So, cause oh, we, I love we, it. I love it. We need it. We need people like you, my friend. So on that note, I just want to give you a chance. Where can people follow you, find the book, all that good stuff. So the book is on Amazon and it's under um, the Samurai and the Power of Seven. Uh, the apparel company is spiritualsamuraiapparel.com. And I'm also on Instagram as well. You can find the links through the website. Fantastic. And I will make sure that I have links for people to click on and make it real easy for them to purchase the amazing book and the fantastic apparel. Uh you know, Robert probably won't do this, but I'll do it for him. It's the holidays coming. This stuff will make fantastic <laughs> gifts, please. And it'll also, uh, besides making a great gift, it's going to have a more of an impact beyond just giving a gift of a book or a shirt. So please follow Robert. A lot of great stuff going on. And again, he definitely, I've only known him a short time, but definitely truly authentic. And I cannot wait to continue to follow his journey and all that he is going to accomplish in this world. So, Robert, thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, it's an honor to be here. You've had an impact on my life. I want you to know that. And I'm, I'm just so excited for, for where both of us are going in the future and becoming the best versions of ourselves that we can be. So thank you for having me. Such an honor. And uh, again, uh, really, really feel honored to be here today. Well, Robert, thank you. And I believe people were really, they're going to really enjoy this podcast. At least I, I hope that's the case and they get a lot out of it. So as always, I greatly appreciate not only my guests, but people that are willing to jump on, listen, watch. Definitely doesn't go unnoticed and I'm humbled and grateful. So thank you all. Take care. Bye. This has been the Barris thank Angels. You. Thanks for listening. And remember, never hibernate on your goals.